all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we like to say praise the lord and thank the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together this is september 3rd 2020 and week 83 if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions of them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while welcome back as we always like to say we thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out to see what thus says to the lord and so i don't have any other announcements um as you can see from the title we'll be talking about the wings of a dove and we actually talked about this over a year ago i believe it was in april of last year um we titled it getting your wings so we'll be um covering this topic again and i've seen a lot of posts on facebook or on really all social media where when somebody passes away they'll say so-and-so has gained their wings and i'm sure we'll get it tonight um in the book of psalms david said oh if i had wings like a dove i will fly away and be at rest and so we always like to say rest in peace and so it's a lot of confusion there um when do we actually get our wings is it after we die do we fly away and be at rest or do we actually get those while we're still in the land of the living so that's what we um, always like to try to do, clear up a lot of questions, clear up some confusion, because God is not the author of confusion. It just takes us to take a deep look in the Bible and see what it is saying. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, before we get too far in the message, we like to stop and say a prayer if you guys are at a place where you can and will bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you just for this chance, this opportunity. Lord, we thank you for your loving kindness, your mercy, your grace, your care for us, Lord, your love. Lord, we thank you for all the many things that you just continually do for us because we know we're not deserving. We don't we don't deserve anything. But because of your grace, Lord, you still allow the blessings to be poured out upon us. So, Lord, we thank you for that. But we're praying for this Bible study that it would be. Uh, a blessing to so many people that someone would be touched somebody's heart would be pricked somebody would decide i want to be a better person i want to be more like christ that's what we're praying that's what we're all desiring to do be more like you each and every day so lord we're praying that not only that that even in the midst of our trials and tribulations that we would always remember that there is joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Melvin already introduced the topic. We're talking about the wings of a dove. So we'll pick it up. We'll move right into it. We'll pick it up in the book of Psalms 55 and verse 6. We'll pick up what David said there. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. Wings like a dove. David asked for wings like a dove. He said, if I just had wings... I know a lot of times, uh, I believe uh, a kid asked me that uh, earlier this week, if I'm not mistaken, or it may have been last week. He said, if you were a superhero, what would your power be? <laughs> and, you know, so often one of the things we ask for is we say, I want to be able to fly. We look at that as, you know, it being something really spectacular because it is to be able to fly so david even back then <laughs> i know he wasn't saying it as if he were a superhero but even back then he thought to himself 
if I just had the power to fly. Uh-huh. For then would I fly away mm-hmm. and be at risk. And be at risk. But there was a problem David was facing. That's the reason he asked for these wings, because he was going through some things. That We make decisions based off of what's happening to us. If we get sick, that's when we decide to take medicine. We make these decisions based off something that's happening. So we're we're going to go up and find out what was actually happening to David so that he would make uh, this prayer, this statement here. So let's go back up to verse one. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Now, this is a prayer. This is a prayer. Now, we know we do a lot of praying when we're in distress. <laughs> we do a lot of praying. I know because I've done it time and time again. When things are going bad, I'm doing a lot more praying. There's a reason God has to let things go bad because we're not going to pray like we should when life's going well. When we get the things that we want, we're not praying like we should. So he says, fine, I'm going to have to touch something else in your life. <laughs> Go ahead. And hide not thyself from my supplication. Mm -hmm. Attend unto me and hear me. Mm -hmm. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. All right. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, Mm -hmm. for they cast iniquity upon me Mm -hmm. and in wrath, they hate me. We see now why he's calling out to God. He's looking for these wings because the enemy is surrounding him. We seen that happen with Elisha. And his servant, his servant got up early in the morning. And when he went out, he seen that they were surrounded. He said, alas, my master, what shall we do? How do we do? What are we going to do to get out of here? I hear the voice of David said, if you have wings, you can get out of there. (laughs) No horse will be able to catch you if you have wings. The best gun in the world wouldn't be able to catch you if you had wings to fly away you'd be a hard target and after a while you're going to reach so high that the bullets wouldn't catch you he said if we had wings Uh uh-huh my heart is sore pain within me and the terrors of death are falling upon me david said yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death it's people all around me trying to hurt me trying to tear me down whether it be physically or emotionally people are still trying to tear me down I know we found ourselves in this same place doesn't matter how much money you have people are still going to try to tear you down we talked about it the other day even um, the guy from that played the Black Panther I always forget his last name but I think his first name was Chadwick But nevertheless, uh, even as this man suffered with cancer, people still wanted to tear him down. People still wanted to just make jokes about it. They didn't know. Of course, a lot of times we don't know the situation, so I'm not saying everybody knew. But nevertheless, people came against him. And the man couldn't control it. Because none of us are a match for death. 
And so David, he was experiencing similar things. People coming against him. We know how Saul did him. Even his own children. We've seen time and time again where people came against David. And so he said, if I only had wings, I could finally get out of here and be at rest. Go ahead, Melvin. And the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Now, if you get scared enough, you're going to tremble. <laughs> if you get nervous enough, you will shake. If you have enough anxiety, you will shake. It's going to happen. So we see the state that David found himself in. He's in pain. Now, that's some real fear when you... When you're so afraid that you're in pain, that's real fear. So he was trembling. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. And then he said, because of what he saw all around him, that's what causes us to pray because of what we see. The things around us cause a reaction. And that's when he said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. But he didn't pick any old animal. He picked the dove. There's a reason he picked the dove. He didn't know it at the time. But there was a reason he picked the dove because the dove is represented as being pure in the scripture. We'll go and pick up Jesus. But the dove represents the Holy Ghost. He didn't know he was praying for the Holy Ghost. But we know that now. He said, one place the script said, then shall ye know if ye continue on to know. If you follow on to know, you'll know. So we know now David was praying for the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is represented as a dove. We'll pick that up in just a minute. But. He said, if I had wings like a dove, uh-huh. For then would I fly away. Then I can escape. I can escape the pain. I can escape the agony. I can ex escape all the things that continually tear me down. It's the wings that were going to help. Because I can fly away. Uh-huh. And be at rest. And finally be at rest. Mm-hmm. Lo, then will I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Then will I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. That, th this story always reminds me, or recently at least, has reminded me of when Jesus took, or excuse me, uh, Moses was instructed to take two birds to running water and to kill one of the birds at the water and put the blood of the dead bird on the live bird and let the bird go free into the wilderness. Allow the bird to fly away and be at rest. That this is what we're seeing here. Because God was going to answer David's prayer. 
though it was going to take some time, he still, God still protected David. But what he was asking for was the Holy Ghost, and it was not given yet. But David prayed this prayer for us. Because now it is available for us all. And we can be just like the bird in Moses' day. We can fly away and be at rest because of the spirit that God will give us. Because of those wings of a dove. Let's move. Let's move to uh, Mark, the first chapter, and I believe verse 9. The wings are important. But these, like Melvin mentioned earlier, we pick this up when we're alive. We don't pick the Holy Ghost up after we're dead. If we wait that long, <laughs> we might as well just wrap it up. Because Jesus told the disciples to go and wait for the promise. He said, don't you leave Jerusalem. He said, don't leave this earth before you get the Holy Ghost. Don't say, well, I'm going to go live my life and then I'm going to get the Holy Ghost when I die. It's too late. So let's pick up Mark 1 and 9. We know Jesus was our example. He said, I am the way. He came to show us the way. He came from heaven. He was sinless. He did these things for our example. So let's see what he did. And let's follow in his footsteps. And it came to pass in those days mm -hmm. that Jesus came from Nazareth. Now we have Jesus. Uh-huh. Of Galilee. Mm-hmm. And was baptized of John and Jordan. He showed us the way. He came and got baptized. We're fighting baptism all the time. All the time. <laughs> you better not bring up baptism. <laughs> People say, what I got to do that for? <laughs> what do I have to do that for? It's just like taking a bath. I took a bath last night. It's not that important. But Jesus is the way. He showed us the way. And he came and got baptized. A sinless man came and got baptized. How much more should we, being sinners, be baptized? Go ahead. And straightway coming up out of the water. Now, now he tells us how to get baptized here. Because we've gotten confused on that also. He came straightway up out of the water. That tells me he went down in it for him to be able to come up out it. He had to go down in it. So rubbing a little water on your forehead, it's not enough. Scooping some water in your hand, rubbing it on your head. You can drop it on the top of your head if you want. <laughs> it's not enough. We must follow the way. And straight way. We got to follow the straight way. We started following a crooked way. It said in straight way, coming up out of the water. He did it the straight way. He did it the correct way. He came up out of the water. It's only one way. It's only one way. God is one. And there's only one way. 
So he was baptized, comes up out of the water. All right. He, he saw the heavens open. The heaven was open. Uh-huh. And the spirit, like a dove, descended upon him. And the spirit, like a dove. That's what David prayed for. He prayed for the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing that's going to give us rest is the spirit of God. God gives us rest. He's the only one that can do it. We seek rest from so many things. We seek relief. We seek comfort from so many things. But they don't give us that rest that we really need. They don't give it to us. But God wants to give us that rest. So it said, and the spirit like a dove. Luke told us the Holy Ghost descended in the bodily shape of a dove. We know a dove has wings. The spirit here, he calls it the spirit. John, Luke called it the Holy Ghost. Same thing. But we find here that Jesus received the wings. So he could have rest. He would be able to fly away and be at rest. But we're talking about a mental thing, a spiritual thing. We're talking about peace. We're talking about joy. We're talking about being grounded in love, grounded in faith and hope. We're talking about peace of mind, because if a person doesn't have peace of mind, you don't have much at all. No matter how much money you have, no matter how many assets, no matter how many things you own, you possess. Life is not in the things that we possess. Jesus told us that it's not in the abundance of things that you possess. Because you still don't have any rest. That's the reason Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He's the only one that can give us the rest that we need. He's the only one. But we seek so many other ways. And he told us, I am the way. So after all of this time, David had prayed this prayer so many years ago. And now we find that Jesus receives that spirit that was in the shape of a dove. The wings. Nothing but representing the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost today. We need God's spirit. But we reject it. And we're going to pick that up. Because so many people are rejecting that rest. We know that God created the world in six days. And on the seventh, he rested. He rested. I see we have a comment here. Yeah. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Sister Rosie. Thank you for tuning in. How you doing, Sister? God bless you. Thank you for being here. God bless you. So, he rested on the seventh day. God knows when to give us rest. We have to continue to hold on. He didn't rest until that seventh day. There is a time and a season for everything. There's a time for it. So 
we're going to move to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. And we'll pick up verse 1 there. But then we'll move back to chapter 3. I want to pick up a verse there also. Let us therefore fear. Let us therefore fear for this reason. Now he's going to tell us the reason in chapter 3. So I want to go back to it. But he said, let us for this reason fear. We got to respect God. He's not talking about being scared, scared fear. He's saying we must respect God. That's what we do with a fire. We're not afraid of a fire. We don't look at a fire and say, oh, my goodness, it's a fire. I'm scared. We, don't, we never looked at a lighter. Somebody lit the fire on the lighter and we said, wow, I'm just so afraid. No, but you respect it enough to not put your hand on it. We have respect for that fire. We're the same way about a knife. The only time you become afraid is when you're in danger. When somebody's trying to use it against you, that's when we become afraid. But in it of itself, we're not afraid. So he said, let us therefore fear. Uh-huh. Lest they promise being left us of entering into his rest. Mm-hmm. Any of you should seem to come short of it. He says, some of us are going to miss the promise. God promised us rest. He promised us rest. I want to receive the promises that God promised me. And I pray that the next person will receive the promises too. Because God is no respecter of a person. So he said, be careful. We were were instructed to watch and pray. Because if we don't, we're going to come up short. But go back to chapter three and let's pick up verse 15 here because there is a reason we come up short and miss out on the Holy Ghost because again, the Holy Ghost is what's going to bring us rest. There is a reason why we come up short on it. All right. Well, let us say it today. You will hear his voice. If you will hear his voice. If you will hear the voice. We know. The scripture tells us, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. We will hear the voice. Uh Uh-huh. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Harden not your hearts. The Bible tells us God sent forth his spirits into our hearts. So how can we hear his voice without his spirit? If we've hardened our heart, if we say that stuff ain't real, I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. I don't even believe in God. Or if we find something that God says, some of us say we believe in God. But as soon as God says something, he speaks. We hear his voice and we say, no, sir, no, ma'am. Not doing that. I don't believe that. 
I just don't believe that part. I believe some of that other stuff. But that right there, <laughs> you have just hardened your heart. We're not willing to hear his voice on certain things. And so when we do that, we come up short of his rest. People are wondering, I've been praying all this time. I can't figure out why I'm still struggling with this and with that. Are you hearing the voice of God, though? Have you hardened your heart? Because it's simple things God tells us. And we say, no, I'm just not doing that. I don't care. There's no purpose in us praying. If what God instructs us to do, we ignore it. There's no purpose of me praying that I get a check every week. But when I go to work, I ignore everything they tell me to do. <laughs> What's the purpose of me saying, God, please bless me to get paid this week. But I did nothing I was told to do. What's the purpose? But we try to do God that way. We say, God, by the end of this week, I need you to pay me. But everything he commanded us, we harden our hearts to it. So Paul said, let us therefore fear. Let's go back to that. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left to us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. This is what causes us to come short of the goodness of God, of his Holy Ghost, his spirit. Jesus told us it's the father's pleasure. He desires to give us his spirit. In the book of Revelation, we find Jesus talking again. He said he's standing at the door knocking. Waiting for us to open our hearts. He said, if any man will open, I'll come in. He's talking about our hearts. The Lord wants to be in your heart. He desires to purge our hearts and clean us up. That's the only way we'll have rest. Because right now we're concerned with so many things. But if God can give us rest, if he can come in our hearts, he'll show us a lot of these things that you're so burdened down with. They're not even important. They're not even important. So once he comes in and strengthens us. Once he gives us the power, that's what Jesus told the disciples in the book of Acts, the first chapter. He said, ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. So we see the Spirit brings us so much power. The power to overcome. The power to be elevated. That's all flying is. To be raised. That includes our mindset. Having a renewed mind. He's not giving us a new mind that's going to think lower than what it was thinking at first. No, he's giving us a renewed mind to think higher. To think above where we were. 
So David said, oh, he said, oh, I said, but if I had wings like a dove, he was praying for the Holy Ghost. But now we have the opportunity to receive it. And we still harden our hearts. We still say, I'm just not ready to be saved. I don't want to hear that stuff. I get tired of hearing that. They always talk about getting saved. I'm already saved. <laughs> that sounds like a hardened heart. <laughs> you know, I talked to one of my friends one time. God, God bless him. I wanted to talk to him about some things that God said. I'm just a voice. Just as John the Baptist said, I'm just a voice of one crying in the wilderness. And I began to talk with the man about a few things. And he said, what you talking to me for? I'm already saved. <laughs> the man's heart was hardened. Because if anybody wants to talk to me. I want to hear it. If they're truly coming from the right place. I'll sit down and have a conversation with you because I desire to be saved. Now, if you come to me talking all kind of foolish stuff, that's a different story. Then I say too, what you talking to me for? <laughs> but I came to him talking about scripture, the word of God. I didn't come talking to him about the pool room. If I had of though, he would have been all ears for it, but that's another story. So, Paul said, we got to be careful that we don't reject the voice of God. That's what we're going to hear when we receive the wings, because it's nothing but the Holy Ghost. Let's move over to Acts, the seventh chapter. We're going to see what it looks like when people reject the wings when we reject the holy ghost acts the seventh chapter and verse 51 now we're going to find stephen here he has been telling them telling the people about god he went all the way back to the beginning to tell about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses, and all of these great people that we've read so much about. And then he brings it all the way down to Jesus. And let's see what he says in verse 51. Ye stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart and they, ears. They have hardened their hearts. They don't want to hear it. They did not want to hear the voice of God. I'm praying we wouldn't be this way today. Somebody out there would be tender hearted. Somebody out there would hear the call of God. I'm praying somebody hears it. Go ahead, Mel. Oh, what was that? 51. He's stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost. You always rejecting the Holy Ghost. We're, we're always rejecting the voice of God. It's the one person we're getting on our knees calling out to. But when he speaks, 
we say, no, nah, that's just not it right there. <laughs> that cannot be God saying this kind of stuff. God definitely wouldn't talk to me like this. <laughs> he must not know who I am. He said, ye stiff-necked. They're hard-headed. They have hardened their hearts. They won't listen. They reject the Holy Ghost. Why reject our wings? Why reject the one thing that will free us? We talked about the rapture. We have talked about the rapture so much as Christians. And we say, yeah, when the dead rise in Christ, I want to be in that number. But how can we be raised without the wings? The scripture tells us that Jesus, the Lord, is going to come to the clouds and he's going to give a shout. And then we'll be raised to meet him. In the air, how can we be raised without our wings? Please don't reject the Holy Ghost. Because this is your escape. He told us with the temptations, with all the temptations that will try to overtake us, God made a way to escape the wings, the Holy Ghost. That's our way to escape. That's the way we escape this world is with the Holy Ghost, because otherwise we cannot be saved. That's the reason Jesus continued to talk to people about receiving the Holy Ghost. The disciples, they didn't recognize that at first. Jesus told them to go and wait for the wings in Jerusalem. They started talking about all kind of other stuff. Lord, when are you going to return, restore the kingdom to Israel? He said, we're talking about the Holy Ghost right now. This is your escape. You shall have power to be free. When you receive the Holy Ghost. So Stephen here said. We're always rejecting the spirit. Uh-huh. As your fathers did. So do ye. Just like. So many people before us did. We're still doing it. You know we look to our friends and. Family and whoever else. For satisfaction. We don't try to find out really. Do they know what they're talking about? We just say well. So and so said this. So because somebody else rejects. The voice of God. We do it too. We've hardened our hearts. But God is looking for people. Who will humble themselves. Who will be pricked in the heart. That's what we found in Acts chapter 2. The people heard the voice of God through Peter. They heard the voice. And then they decided. We better listen. We better listen to the voice. So. The Holy Ghost. That's what's going to give us our wings. We found Jesus pick his wings up when he went to the water. And he was baptized. And when he came up. The dove descended on him. 
Holy Ghost in the form of a dove descended on him. And the voice of God, he heard the voice. The voice of God spoke and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He heard the voice. So, I want to pick up one more scripture here in the book of Romans. Uh, Romans the 8th chapter, I'm sorry. Romans the 8th chapter. And I don't remember where this verse actually was. Uh, 11. Yeah. But... I'm sorry. Let's go on up some. Uh, let's go up. We might as well start at verse 1 here. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. This is our escape. This is how David was going to escape the world because there are people even to this day that still try to condemn David and what he did the Bible tells us David was a man after God's own heart and people still try to bring up well he committed adultery how long will you hold on to that how long because the Bible tells us there is for this reason, because God gave us his spirit and his blood, because he gave us forgiveness, everlasting forgiveness, he said he won't remember our sins anymore. There is no condemnation to David and there's no condemnation to you and I. But this is only after we receive those wings, after we repent, after we get the precious blood of Jesus. After we do what he told us to do there is no condemnation because we're now walking after the spirit that's what the wings is the wings represent the spirit he gives us something physical which is the dove to show us something spiritual which is the spirit the Holy Ghost so he said there is therefore now there used to be some condemnation. There used to be. But now, Jesus has come. There is no condemnation. We can't continue holding on to what somebody has done. Because God doesn't. So who are we? He said there is no condemnation. Alright. For the law of the Spirit of Christ... Uh, I'm sorry, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, mm -hmm. Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. He's made us free. That's what flying is. Flying represents freedom. He's made us free 
from sin and death. You know, those are the things we don't want to be free from, though. <laughs> Maybe death, but we don't want to be free from sin. We saw ain't nothing wrong with a little sin. <laughs> Life ain't fun unless you have some sin. <laughs> but this is what the, the spirit came for to free us from death and sin. Because we say we don't want death. But the wages of sin is death. So if you want sin, you're asking for death. The Holy Ghost came to free us from that. All right. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Law could not free, the law could not free us from sin. Could not. He told us he was going to write these things in our hearts. We see the law right now. The law isn't in anybody's hearts. The law tells people not to steal. People don't look at an opportunity to steal and say, well, I'm just not going to do this because I know it's wrong and the law told me not to do it. No, they said, I'm, I'm checking to see if somebody's looking. And if nobody's looking, I'm doing it. <laughs> the law is not in people's hearts. We don't mind doing wrong. As long as nobody sees it. That means the law is not in our heart. But if you do wrong. If you so happen to do wrong. And you feel remorseful. That shows. When God is in your heart. When we sin. Even if nobody's seen it. And we say man. I really hate that I even did that. That shows God has been working on our hearts. That's the difference. That's the difference. The law could not do that. Go ahead, Mel. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Mm -hmm. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. But after the spirit. We have to receive the spirit. It's our wings. It's the rest that God wants us to have. He wants us to rest from sin. I know we want to just go to sleep all day. <laughs> But God wants us to put sin to rest. That's what this Bible is about. Putting sin to rest. Stopping. All rest is is stopping from your work. The Bible. The Bible tells us God does not sleep nor slumber. So if he rested on the seventh day. That means he couldn't have went to sleep. He just stopped. From doing what he was doing. That was his rest. So the rest that God wants us to have. Is to stop our ways. To stop our thinking. He said our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our ways are not his ways. But he's trying to give us rest from them. So we can now be more like him. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. That means if we allow his mind to become our mind, we have to rest from our old mind. We have to put our old way of thinking to rest, put it to bed, bury it. 
But it's only one way we can do that. And that's if we receive the wings. Otherwise, we'll forever be the same. Go ahead, Mel. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Mm -hmm. But they that are after the spirit, the things after the spirit. How can we think like Christ if we will not receive his spirit? That's what Stephen was trying to tell them. He said, you're always rejecting the spirit. That's the reason you can't understand what I'm saying. You're of the flesh. Uh-huh. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life to and peace. To be carnally minded is death. Because that's sin driven. The wages of sin is death. So that tells me to be carnally minded is to feel there's nothing wrong with doing sin. Everybody does it anyways. <laughs> that's a dangerous way to be. David, he prayed, Lord, create in me a clean heart. He wanted to be clean. And renewing me a right spirit. He wanted to be clean of his transgressions. Sure, he had enemies and that was part of his problem. He had enemies, but he also was facing a battle within himself. He said, God, I want to do right. I don't want to continue doing wrong. That's what made him a man after God's own heart. Because of his mindset. So we have to receive the spirit. We need it. We need those wings. Because otherwise. We'll never do what God asked us to do. We'll never do it. All right. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Because we'll always be against God. We'll always reject the Holy Ghost. We'll always reject the Spirit. Mm -hmm. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. We say that all the time. I don't have to do that. I just don't have to do it. You're right. You don't have to. But one day we'll wish we did do what God told us to do. There's no there's no reason we should come up short. When God gives us all of the chances in the world to get it right. There's no reason we should. Uh huh. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. If we don't get. The wings, if we don't receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, we cannot please God because we're still in the flesh. We're not in the spirit. We're still in the flesh. We can't please God in the flesh. Mm hmm. But you are not in the spirit. I'm sorry, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, somebody's going to read this and say, see, I got the spirit right here. He said, ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If that's an if. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. The spirit of God doesn't dwell in everybody. It does not. 
and the spirit of God does not dwell in you just because you make this statement. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That does not mean the spirit of God is in you. Not one bit. I know people have taught you that, but that's not that's not so. He said, if so be the spirit of God dwell in you. We have to receive it. We seen Jesus. He received the spirit. When he came up out of the water. A voice called down. The spirit only comes when the voice is heard. We'll pick up that another time. But not everybody has a spirit. But we should be pondering on this and wondering, Lord, do I have the spirit that we should be wondering that? Because. Look at this next part. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So now. Don't be alarmed. This does not mean just because you don't have it. At this moment, you cannot have it later. We found that happen. In the book of Acts, the ninth chapter. The people did not have the spirit. They had been baptized. They had been following along. But yet they didn't have the spirit. And they continue to wait for it. So just because you doesn't have, don't have it. That does not mean you cannot receive it. We don't start out with it. None, none of us start out with it. We have to receive it though. But it's a dangerous thing to die without it. We have. All these years of living. And we still die without the Holy Ghost. But we get every other thing we want. If you want that brand new car. You work years to get it. But the Holy Ghost, we won't give any time to give it to get it. So Paul said, let us therefore fear. Because we do not want to come up short. We don't want to run in vain. We don't want all of the things we've done to be for nothing. Jesus told us. He said, many are going to say unto me, Lord, we've done so many wonderful things. How have we come up short? What did we not do? We built all these nice buildings. We prayed for so many people. We've given to homeless. We we've did this. We've did that. We have fundraisers. But he's going to confess. I know you not. You workers of iniquity. You still in the flesh. You workers of iniquity. You have not the spirit of God. You never received those wings. And you did not live. After the spirit, you continue to live after the flesh. That's a sad thing. Somebody's going to come up short. Jesus already said it's going to happen. That lets me to know it's going to happen, but it does not have to be you. That's what we get on here talking for talking so long. <laughs> Somebody said they talk. That boy talk way too much. <laughs> but that's the reason I get on here. 
so that someone would not come up short because God knows I don't want to come up short and I don't want to see you come up short either. So I thank God for you tonight. It's about time I wrapped it up. And I definitely thank God for you guys tuning in. Those who will watch it, those who have watched it. I thank God for you um, because it's important. It's all important. It's going to be worth it. So I'll turn it back over to Melvin at this time. If you have any um, questions or comments, please leave them down in the comment section below. As I always like to say, it doesn't have to be when we're live. Our inboxes are always open for the people of God and their questions and concerns. So, as always, we thank you and guys the for antidote tuning is in. Here's the water. But I'm reminded we have to receive the spirit as well. We were talking the about this last willing, night. But the flesh is <laughs> Glory to God, somebody asked. Even how with the do Holy we Ghost, know we have be a the Spirit? How do we know we have the Holy Ghost? And it was joyful because you you sit and talk to people to get control of our tell flesh. Them. Oh, you so need to we, get back. We don't have the Spirit need to get the Holy Ghost. Then how can we take control of our? Flesh. You know they will sit there. So we have to make sure that we have with the everything you're saying. The flesh they never ask. How do I know that? Which is how do I know? So I'm so glad that the person asked that last night in our Bible said we must walk. How does one the know spirit, they have the Holy Spirit? Because like a lot of people today think they have it, and they actually Jesus. don't. Or we're first called Christians, and we need that in, in order to defeat. And many of us. Call because ourselves we Christians. alone are no match for the devil, which that means but we know Christ with God. Like, if God is for us, that's he is why more they got the whole world against Christians us. back then because they we oh, need they, to get they just like Christ. They try to be perfect. They try to do this, this, and that. So and a lot of us call ourselves further questions. Christians, as always, and, um, we like I'm to thank you guys for tuning in and thank you, um, Steve, at least the United Betty, States, um, Chris, the majority Jeremy, of us, and whoever else may comment. I think I got all y'all. When you take whoever else may have commented. We and appreciate the whole you guys for tuning in and listening and to listening to look what at how things are happening. So I'm going to end it right there. It doesn't look and like the majority. As I always like to Christians say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's <laughs> tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy and even reason to have literally. joy in the midst of every storm. Watching no matter the video what the other day it was coming so your sad. way, God said um, He will not put more I'm on you sure than you are able to bear. Taking it down, rejoice now, through it. God is all killed. joy. So we'll see you and guys next Thursday evening with another topic stuff, coming straight like from the Word of God. You guys, this blessed. disagreement in a card game could lead to the end of somebody's life. And if you don't have those wings, then that's sad because the majority of us we think that we get our wings after we die. After somebody dies, we see a whole bunch of Photoshop pictures of them with their wings. We get shirts made and we say they, they have gained their wings and they have gone on to be with the Lord. But we get our wings while we're still here. And I remember we were talking about, this may not have been the main topic, but we have got, gotten on this subject on one of our Zoom Bible studies and somebody asks, how do you know if you have the spirit? And that is such a beautiful, beautiful question because we talk about this a whole lot. And people, they will sit there and agree with everything we, we would say. Sounds good to them, but they never ask, how do we know that we have the spirit? See, 
we talked about this before. Um, the man of Nick, the the man of the Pharisees, the ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus, went to Jesus by night, and he said, "Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, because no man can do these miracles except God be with you." And Jesus got straight to the point. Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus asks a question, which we should all do when we don't know what was going on. Can go off of a, a gut feeling, or I think it means this. Now we must know for sure. And I thank God for the, for Nicodemus asking this question. And it may seem silly, it may seem foolish, but people don't really know what does it mean to be born again. How do I know I have the Spirit? Nicodemus said, "How can a man be born again if he is old? Can he go again into his mother's womb?" <laughs> now, uh, the majority of us are bigger than our moms now you know as we as we get older physically impossible to do that but nicodemus was serious and that's why i thank him for that question and see that's why i encourage each and every one of you to ask a question no matter how silly it may seem because a lot of people will call nicodemus questioning silly like of course you don't you're not going to go back inside your mother's womb and be born again he's talking about a spiritual birth our natural birth, we came through the water. So now we got to go back because we were born into Adam. Now we have to be born into Jesus. So we have to go back and do it again. And we're going through the water again. And when we came out, we were crying. But we're going to do a different type of cry this time. See, the, the person asks, how do we know if we have the spirit? We speak in tongues. That That's the answer. Because I know that some of you guys are going to be listening in the future. You will have the same question. So let me answer it now. You will speak in tongues. Now, you don't have to continue to speak in tongues, but you will do it that initial time. The first time you get the Holy Ghost. So we definitely have to be sure that we have it. If you were We talked about baptism earlier. If you were baptized incorrectly, if you got sprinkled on your forehead, it's not enough. I know they, um, some, uh, what's the word, denomination will take a baby and they'll pour water over the forehead. It's not enough. We must be fully submerged. And there's nothing wrong with getting rebaptized. We've talked about that before. They were baptized of John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, believe on him that comes after me. That is on Christ Jesus. They had to do it again. And then they had to get the Holy Ghost. So we can't have one without the other. It's a combination that works together. So I'm going to um, end it right there. Um, I thank God for you guys that um, who are tuned in now or who will tune in on the podcast later or even watch the video later. We always appreciate you guys for seeking God, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. I know when Tony gets on here and you know gives the message, it's not coming from him, but it is coming from God. See, a lot of people like to get mad at the messenger. Like I think I mentioned last week, Paul said, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? We get mad at people when they when they say the actual truth and we don't want to hear it. And we will go to any and everybody except the person that we really need to go to, the true God-sent preacher. Because the majority of people, they will say what you want to hear. But it's going to be that quiet, still voice. Gonna tell you what you don't want to hear, but ultimately it is gonna be what you want to hear, even though you may not initially see it. 
Because we're always put in situations where we don't naturally see what was going on. Uh, we talked about this a long time before. We um, titled it Natural Eye versus the Spiritual Eye. When the man had said, Alice, what, what, what are we going to do? We, we're surrounded. And he said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And then he prayed and for God to open the eyes of the young man. And the army that was surrounding him and, and, and his master, there was another army surrounding them. So that's how it is. We can't initially see our way out of certain situations. But if we're obedient to God, follow his commandments, he'll see us through. No matter how tough the situation is, no matter how fearful we get, we must adhere to the true word of God. So, again, thank you, Sister Rosie, for the comment. Um, we hope you got something out of the message as well as everybody else. And I noticed at the beginning of the live stream, I always say good evening because it's always evening for, for us. But whatever time you're listening to it, whether it may be morning, afternoon, good whatever it is, good morning, good afternoon. We're just happy to have you guys listening to, um, to what us says the Lord. So that's all I have to say. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And I almost forgot to mention, um, I'm going to keep announcing it. Uh, our Zoom Bible studies at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to be a part of those, we would love to have you guys there. We always talk about um, good topics. People have questions and, and everything like that. So if you want to be a part of that, please let us know and we'll send you the invite. So again, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. I hope you guys have a blessed and safe weekend. Uh, I think it's Labor Day weekend. So we hope you guys stay, stay blessed and stay safe. And we hope you make it a great week in the Lord. So we'll see you guys then. Be safe. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.